Yeah. All this Fendi and Gucci is goofy. LB Council, you tell them to soon. Rolex, AP, ain't y'all follow. Need that, need us. Almighty, black dollar. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth, presented by Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Of course, I'm Wilbur Hamilton. Uh, today we have a special guest here, Attorney Size Grubbs. Um, grateful and thankful to have him today. We're going to dive into uh, estate planning, CYA strategies, and, you know, how do we transition legacies? You know, how can we, you know, of course, everybody's been talking about investing money, um, you know, whether it's crypto, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, you know, um, whether it's, you know, options trading, we all want to make the money, earn the income, but how do we transition that legacy to the next generation? So today we're going to kind of dive into that topic a little bit more with the expert here. Um, and basically we're going to start off basically saying, you know, why is it important? Well, what's the difference between having a bunch of documents and having a CYA strategy of trust? Because we've all heard about, well, you know, well, I'm talking about thinking about getting a will or I need a power of attorney or I need, you know, have a healthcare directive. I have these documents, but, you know, what do they mean? You know, and how do I best utilize them to put myself in a better situation and, you know, protect myself and my family? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a very important topic because it hit, it hits home for me because in most families, there's always going to be a change in the car. And so, like, when my grandfather passed, he had a farm in Carrollton, Alabama, and my mom and her aunts were kind of sitting there looking at each other like, what are we supposed to do? And again, my dad, who was an attorney, but he did probate. You know, probate's one of those things, if you if you are familiar with it, it can be a long, drawn-out process. You keep having to go to court, and you get to probate because of a will. And so, when you're in probate and you've got a will, well, people don't always agree with what's in the will. Okay. So you're asking for family members to come in and fuss and fight and all that kind of stuff. Luckily enough, in my family, they didn't fuss and fight, but it was still that question of what to do. And, you know, everyone had their own agenda. And, you know, eventually stuff got done, yet the issue becomes, if you've ever heard of air property, the issue becomes that if it doesn't get done, you know, you're looking years and years down the road where nothing can happen with this farm or with this land or with this building or this house because no one truly rightfully owns it because it never passed properly to the next generation. And even when we're speaking about passing properly to the next generation, you have to think about what is it I'm actually trying to leave? What is it I'm actually trying to accomplish if I own a business? You know, business interests can go through probate. And I'm not a big opponent. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, probate. I would be an opponent of it, if anything else, against it completely. Um, you know, it's necessary, but I do mostly trust type of planning. And as I like to call it, CYA strategies, uh, which you mentioned. And it's important because there's only three types of plan a person can have. Okay. Uh, no plan, which yeah. is probably <laughs> what the majority, <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, with what you do, a lot of people you run into who you would think have a plan, yep. don't have a plan. Um, you know, so no planning is one. The second is a wheel-based plan that will get you to a probate and to a, you know, place where you're sitting there, you're gone. So you're sitting there hoping that your family actually does 
go through the process. You know, a lot of people even try to skip probate, mm -hmm. even though their name's not on it or this isn't done right. They try to figure out all these ways to not go to court in front of the judge. And, you know, but that's a will-based plan. That's number two. The, the third type of plan is a trust plan. And I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in because most of us, I mean, even in law school, there's not a trust class. Oh, wow. You know, um, you that's not something that's a mandatory class. Uh, if you take a mandatory class in, in law school dealing with death, they're going to go through the probate process because that's the court. Oh, okay. You see, and you know, a trust can't be created through the court, yet why do that? Why subject yourself to letting the judge and family members and everybody pick, basically what they do, pick at what you left mm -hmm. and what you said you wanted to happen, when you can set it up now while you're living and use a trust. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's very important. CYA planning is very important because when we do CYA planning, we're using a team of people. Okay. You know, people like yourself. I know we have clients in common, and you know, CPA, those types of things. And when you're using a team of people, now you've gone past documents. Okay. <laughs> you know, you've got some strategy behind it. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, uh, bless her heart, uh, my aunt. She's passed away now, but when she found out what I was doing. She asked me, she said, how are you going to make money selling documents? <laughs> she said, you can get those off that internet thing. That's what she called it, the internet thing. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you can get those off the internet thing. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, if you're getting documents off the internet thing, mm -hmm. you aren't necessarily getting a plan. Correct. You know, you're just getting documents. You don't know where that person was, who wrote those documents. Mm -hmm what their qualification, background, if it even fits the law of the state that you're in. Yeah. You know, uh, it could have been an attorney in Arizona writing for your documents in Georgia or Alabama, and he wrote it based on Arizona law. He didn't write it based on Georgia or Alabama law. You know, so that's not a plan. That's just a, a bunch of documents. You know, you can say, hey, I got a wheel, I got this, I got that. Yeah. But if you haven't sat down with some experts, with some professionals like yourself, uh, or a state plan attorney, asset protection attorney, elder law attorney, if you hadn't sat down and actually said, hey, look, this is what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then have that team working in unison, you know, uh, like you and I work together mm -hmm. with clients. And, you know, you may call me, and we say, you may say, Sarge, I think this, and I'll say, hey, I think that, but we're in communication about our clients so that they get the best outcome. Correct. It's not them coming in. It's like going to the doctor and you telling the doctor, my knee hurts, so I need you to operate, I need you to uh, cut, I need you to, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need you to uh, give me a Band-Aid, uh, you know, put me in some crutches. You know, you don't walk in the doctor's office and tell the doctor what Correct. you need. You know, yeah. you let the doctor sit and the doctor's gonna have nurses and assistants and you know, and it may be another doctor, a specialist, but mm -hmm. when you go into there, what you're looking at is, hey, how can you help me the best to get me back to where I want to be? And it should be the same thing in our field. Yeah. You know, people should come in and say, hey, this is where I want to go. How can you as a financial 
planner, advisor, analyst, uh, help me mm-hmm. reach these goals and get there. Uh, attorney, this is where I want to go as far as leaving a, a legacy for my family, as far as making sure that no one can take the house, you know, no one can take the farm, uh, making sure that my accounts are okay, that the kids, I tell people all the time, I don't care if it's 25000 or if it's $2 million. If you know, as soon as you leave that money to that child, because you know your children, it's going to be gone. <laughs> then you don't need to leave it without rules, you know? Correct. And, you know, uh, going back to the three ways of planning, if you do no plan, the state's going to have rules for you, but it's not going to be rules that are going to help your family. Sure. All right. If you do wheel planning, well, wheel planning is just telling people who you want your stuff to go to. Still no rules. Correct. If you do trust planning, now you're putting rules on the table. Now you're saying, hey, I know this child, if they get 100000 50000 is going to be gone because they buy a new car. You know, but when you are doing a plan or a CYA strategy and you've worked with someone like myself and you, we're going to come in and we're going to say, hey, look, we need to put this aside and protect it, put some bumpers on it like they bowling, you know, with the kid, with the kitty rails up mm-hmm. to make sure they're not throwing gutter balls when they get this $100,000. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> to make sure that they have some assistance, some guidance in how to invest this money. You know, let's not buy the car cash. And I think, you know, part of why, we, you know, why we're doing this and why I want to do this is not just to educate the community, um, teaching them how to, you know, how we can help close the gap and how we can individually do better and start to create generational wealth in our own communities and our own families. It's also to show our community that there are professionals within our community that can assist and help us. Yes. You know, for me, I, I told the person who we met, yeah. I have been looking and searching for an African-American, <laughs> you know, estate plan attorney. And it took me years to find one, but I was patient, I was diligent, and lucky enough, you know, I met you. Yes. You know, and then obviously, you know, vice versa. So, you know, I think knowing that we have professionals in our community that can assist us in the, from a financial standpoint, from a legal standpoint, from a tax standpoint, you know, knowing that we have that and they're competent and they're specialists in their fields mm-hmm. and they're not a jack of all trade and master of none. Is, you know, I was looking for, so a lot of attorneys say that they're, you know, why do estate planning? Well, estate planning is not drawing up a wheel. <laughs> you know, estate <laughs> planning is not being able to set up a power of attorney. Estate planning is like you said, is understanding how to properly structure and plan and build out trust and advanced documents to create a legacy that cannot be broken right. by individuals That's and right. their mistakes. That's right. So, and, and that is, it was my interpretation on it and I appreciate you kind of going into detail, but you know, I want to kind of rewind a little bit because and a lot of people just, you know, from a basic standpoint, don't know the difference between the will and the trust. <laughs> so if you just kind of, just kind of, yes. you know, elaborate on that a little yes. bit because I think, you know, as we're, you know, going into this and digging deeper, I think we want to make sure that you know, we kind of meet people where they are. And you know, in our community, like I said, we had, we've had segments on financial wellness and financial literacy. We know that we're a little bit behind the eight ball, we're behind the curve. And I think a lot of times um, the information scares us and the language scares us. That's right. You know, and I think, you know, we can kind of be fearful out of, because we don't understand that we don't speak that particular language that that particular profession may be speaking. I think if we can kind of understand the basics a little bit more and start to be able to kind of at least regurgitate some of the dialect, we'll be in a situation where we'll start to seek and not be as fearful 
to go ask for help. So just kind of dive into that a little bit. Well, that's great because you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. And the issue becomes, well, am I going to get help? Do I need help? And the answer is always going to be yes, you need help. I have done plans for other attorneys because they realize, hey, this isn't the field of law that I practice. You know, I just want a big case. I need some asset protection in place. So, you know, I tell people there's no greater honor as a lawyer than to have another lawyer who you respect say, hey, I need you to do this for me. So if that guy can come in and ask for help, you as the average Joe on the street, you know, uh, you should not feel bad or ashamed that, hey, I don't understand this kind of law. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, what you're really looking at is from a trust and a will perspective is one document that is only going to help you when you're not here. And that's a will. All right. So technically it's not helping you at all. Okay. okay. It's a guideline for the judge to use to say who's going to get your stuff, okay? Now, with that being said, if you have an estate, that I would say a, a smaller size estate, you do need a will. Because if you don't, there's gonna be air property, there's gonna be business interests, all kinds of things that are going to go through probate and it's public, okay? Uh, one of the stories I always tell, so you probably heard it is, when my uncle passed away in Troy, Alabama, he owned a funeral home. I was sitting in the barbershop and they were telling me who got what from his estate. I was flabbergasted because I was like, hey, wait a minute. This is family business. Like, what's going on? Well, he had a wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's public information. So anybody can go down probate court and pull a wheel to see who got what and, mm -hmm. and you know then if you own things in different states uh that's all got to be probated through the different states so it can take even longer to get the job done so a trust is a complete will substitute and a trust helps you now a trust can protect your assets uh, a trust can make sure that everything in that trust goes a certain way, like I said, with the bumpers and the guides on it, it can make sure that your stuff is protected from their nursing home, from Medicaid, from, uh, you know, creditors, predators. As I like to say, if you are in one of those fields that get sued all the time, like a doctor, or, you know, if you're one of those people where I can Google your salary, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but we have some clients like that. <laughs> When you have clients where their salary can be Google or pops up on the video game, you know, you need some asset protection. Will's not going to do that. Trust is going to do that. So, uh, you know, with a trust, you it doesn't matter the type of trust. You're going to have three positions in a trust. You're going to have the owner of the trust. That's number one. That's the person who comes in, sits down and says, hey, I need a trust. They're the owners, their stuff, right? Then you're going to have the manager of the trust, which is called the trustee, all right? And then the third position is a position that everyone wants to be, because that's the <laughs> one who gets the stuff out of the trust, all right? Yeah, that's the beneficiary. That's the person who gets the benefit. So depending on the type of trust you have, lets you know which spot you can be in. 
So if there, you know, people get bogged down in this revocable versus irrevocable when it comes to trust plans. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to look at trust planning that way because trust can be written in so many different ways. So what I'd like to say is, is it a grantor trust or a non-grantor trust? Because that actually means something to the IRS. Okay. okay? Um, revocable or irrevocable, that doesn't mean anything to the IRS. Okay. Because you can have a revocable trust with less restrictions than the irrevocable trust, depending on how it's, it's written, you know? Um, because it's all about the trust terms. But if you say, is this a grantor trust or a non-grantor trust, that means something to the IRS. And trust planning is mostly based off of federal law. And since it's mostly based off of federal law, the IRS is like, you know, the big dog when it comes to trust planning, okay? Um, with that being said, you know, every state can take the federal laws and they can tweak them or they can say, hey, we'll allow this type of trust and not allow that kind of trust. But basic trust planning is always going to go back to federal law. So the types of trust I like to use will work in all 50 states, okay? So it doesn't matter where you are, I have a trust for that situation because it works in all 50 states and I have different types of trust that I use based on what the client needs. But with that being said, a trust itself is just a box holding the stuff. I think of it like a box of protection, okay? You can put your business in it. You can put your house in it. You can put your savings account, your brokerage account. It can own insurance. A trust can actually step into your shoes and own things that you yourself could own. So from a basic standpoint, a trust allows you to have some protection if you're using the asset protection to trust trust and stepping you step into the shoes of the trustee and still be in control just like what uh rockefeller said you know when we do cya strategies we like to say it's about being in control mm -hmm. and having control without necessarily owning anything on paper so you yes. have the access to it to the assets and everything else, but you don't have to have the all the stuff that goes along with, like if it's in your name. You see, so basically, the, the liability is, yes. is being shifted yes. in a way. And I think you know, these are, like I said, important conversations that I mean, obviously, you know, we haven't had in our community yet. Um, you know, we need to start having. I mean, we're a lot of us are, you know, new to money. Obviously, most of us are new to money. Our parents were kind of first generation That's right. success. Most of them. My mom was from a place called Pine Alabama. She, you know, grew up on a farm. My father's, you know, from Montgomery, Alabama. So both of them were, you know, some of the first in their families, obviously, to go to college, get degrees. Their parents didn't get a chance to do that. Um, so now they have a chance to go out, be successful, earn livings. You know, had kids that were kind of further, you know, what they've done. I was in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. So now, you know, where these have been kind of taboo topics in our community, we're now in a position where we have, we're making the money. But, you know, I would tell people in the planning process for me, I tell people it's a three steps, protect, save, and grow. Yeah. Well, now, from a legacy standpoint, yeah. you don't want to just make the money. Then in retirement, we maintain the money, but then we have to transition the assets to the most effective way possible to the next generation. And that's where it comes into play where having those conversations we've never had as far as meeting with the estate yeah. plan attorneys like yeah. yourself, where yeah. we can sit down and the same way a client sits down with me and we 
build a financial plan. That's right. Now we have to build a legacy plan. What right. do they want to see happen in the future? What do they want to see, you know, their kids doing, their grandkids doing? I, because, you know, for me, like I said, I'm not a trust person. I, you know, you know, know a little bit about a little bit. But I've obviously heard of, you know, generation skipping trust where, yep. you know, the, the, you know, your legacy skips a generation. So if you you have kids and, you know, you don't think your kids are going to do right, you can skip your kids and go to your grandkids, <laughs> you know. And there are tax consequences for that too. But yeah, yeah, but then just knowing that you don't are out there. The people that you live and stuff there, yeah. <laughs> but, but these are all things that, that we can plan for yeah. if we know that they're available. I think one of the biggest things is we just don't know mm-hmm. what we don't know. Yeah. So until we start to sit down and seek the professional help, we're always kind of be a day late and a dollar short. And that's what we're going to kind of pick up next. Mm-hmm.